Zavaka. Uh, again? Sir. I told you once. I've told you a thousand times. This is a Wendy's. Put that away. Ugh. I gotta get a mop. This is the I Refuse Podcast After Dark. Welcome back, everybody, to the I Refuse Podcast After Dark. Season 2. It is I, Mr. Fox. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time coming to the IFU's podcast after dark, welcome. Thankful for the word of mouth and the promotion that we've been doing for all the podcasts that we have over here at the IFU's podcast. If you are returning, welcome back. Welcome back. Happy New Year, everybody. I was moved to chorus to record by something that recently occurred purely by happenstance and so impactful that I had to come to you guys to discuss some challenges and hopefully I'm not the only one that's kind of dealt with this you know in life whether it's due to age or due to a myriad of experiences that happen in parallel and then you get to a point where you're at an intersection and you're like, could I be this? Could I be this? I'm feeling very differently when it comes to my idea of attraction, my idea of sexuality. And what does that look like? So, last night, I took a trip east from where I am, where I live, to pick up some goods from a longtime friend of mine. Now, the idea was for me to just get it out of the mailbox and go on about my day. Not realizing that he was home, I saw that he was home and he had somebody there. So I was like, hadn't seen this guy in a while. Let me ring the doorbell. Ring the doorbell. He opens the door. And in the chair directly diagonal to the front door, there is a guy sitting there pink hat, green, um, I want to say it was like a green velour college type of jacket, green with brown sleeves, leather sleeves, and he had on the striped shirt underneath, and, you know, casual pants, and he looked kind of like a, a jock athletic type of, um, type of wear, and, Bearded, um, had on some wrist jewelry, a little over six feet, about 180. Immediately, we, we just struck up conversation. You know, we're having conversations about relationships. He's dated women. I've had sex with trans men. And we're just having conversations about city life. 
You know, he's been stabbed in the head a couple of times walking up and down the street. I used to live in that neighborhood. And, you know, the conversation is probably all of about five or ten minutes. But what I noticed off bat is from the moment we shook hands, because, you know, I walk in, I said, hey, you know, mutual our mutual connection introduced us i realized from the moment we locked eyes and we shook hands that there was there was something happening um i immediately found him fascinating and the fascination and the curiosity came from i don't get a a strong vibe that this guy is also family but i also I'm fascinated as to what's happening as I'm watching and I'm, you know, listening. Um, he has the mannerisms, but the energy was different. Wasn't quite sure. Is this guy gay? Then, you know, he started talking about dating women. I was like, okay, this is, I like this. I like this. So you ever, in your experience, audience, you know, you meet people and it's like no matter how you meet them, you just, you're in the same room and whether they're talking directly to you or just talking amongst the people you're with, there is a an amount of charm, of course, like because this guy was very charming and very exciting. Um, and you're and you're watching, and you're like in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't necessarily get one way or another how this person is, and you're not looking to define some people. You're just. You're just curious. This is all like reading and feeling and getting this um this sense. And this particular night, it just it just didn't matter. Not that it ever did. You know, I'm standing there, you know, we're we're talking and we're, you know, all laughing and having a good time and Clearly, this guy was just, um, the fascination was reciprocated. Never quite took his eyes off me as I was talking, as I was talking to our connection, um, our mutual connection on the adjacent couch. And he was very, you know, excited and thrilling when talking and asking questions and naturally curious about me and I was just as fascinated and curious about this guy um while he did give off some feminine qualities not overtly so there was still a I would say a masculine astuteness about him and I'm um a masculine Kind of leaning towards dominant and aggressive. 
Um, neither which was forced in any way. Um, so that I found that very interesting. I had never seen that before, you know, in my history and what, you know, my experiences of being a homosexual male for most of my life, I was always drawn to masculine men. And, you know, when we talk about the earlier years, you know, when I was like 18, 19, through most of my 20s, you know, my first experience being with a man twice my age, and he had, you know, the body of a of a man and, you know, the body hair of a man and a, and a build of a, of a man and he looked like a man. And, you know, when I was navigating that whole, you know, hookup culture and experiences with other men, it wasn't a predestined thing. Like I didn't know even then just what, I was looking for what felt good to me. So it was just, I see somebody that looks like a man and is built like a man and just off of the aesthetic. I was just very curious um, and tried it and I was like, okay. And then, you know, when living in Texas, land of the unknown started having more experiences with other men and I was like this is actually pretty fucking hot and it wasn't a singular thing like I didn't set out to make this my entire experience all my life it was just this is what it is and this is what's happening so when we get to 20 years later and you have, you know, gender expression and sexual expression, you know, and the spectrum and the range of what's possible and how we express ourselves has grown exponentially. And I'm learning along the way. And the trade-off for me is realizing that a person can express themselves as they are and it still be exciting to you. You know, it helps to my benefit being a curious person and fascinated by different people. So when I'm in the room with somebody that is charming and funny and has interesting and exciting stories. <coughs> and, you know, that is not a regular thing. So that sticks out. And then you find that you both have interesting lives and I even said in the conversation 
and I'm finding myself to be leaning more towards or being more attracted to straight men, which is such a um, an interesting admission on my part. Especially at this chapter in my life, because not too long ago, maybe I said it on the on this podcast, or I was speaking with somebody last May, who I hold very dear and uh, to my heart, is that I, the last couple of years with having assist on my pituitary gland which affected a lot of things particularly my hormones the result of that were appetite for sex um emotional connections to to sex and the drive for sex and my thus my attraction and my desire. In the beginning parts of that experience, I thought, could I be leaning towards asexuality? Because the most I was up for, if anything, would be self-satisfaction. And on top of that, the whole ordeal of having sex with my partner sounded like too much work. And I also had no desire for it. And this had been going on for about two or three years. You know, that's aside from, I guess, the electrical or neurosis charge that comes with touching touching oneself or looking at porn or looking at people having sex and a reaction to that, you know, below the waist. So there was definitely a consistent thought and an attempt to be open to that reality on my part. So I, so what I did is I started to educate myself. You know, around that time, maybe two or so years in, you know, a Twitter friend of mine, uh, Cody Diagle-Orients, who goes by Ace Dad, had been putting out content regularly educating the rest, you know, the masses on asexuality and the different um, categories of gender expression, sexual attraction, attraction in general, that opened my eyes not only to the other groups that exist, but also their experiences. And along the way, from his content opening the door to 
the challenges. You know, you're not alone. This is not, it's not strange to feel this way. And these different, these different concepts are not mutually exclusive to each other. So when he released his book, I am ace, I started to read it. And from the jump, I knew that sex and attraction, not mutually exclusive to one another, not relying on one another. It is absolutely possible to be attracted to somebody, whether romantically or sexually, but not feel up to having sex with them. Like you still have that in play and that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly healthy. It was from reading, starting to read that book um, within the first 10 to 15 pages where I was open to the possibility, a very real possibility in my life, that I could very well be asexual. And by that point, um, you know, I had the surgery to have the cyst removed from my brain. However, even after that, six months or a year or two after that, the the hormones were still out of whack. Um, I still have an unreasonable amount of estrogen, uh, prolactin, and which affects a lot of, you know, my energy, my passion. And unless I keep going to the gym, could be can be really terrible. Like the only thing that's keeping me going and active and you know have you know have all the cognitive connections and the mental connections. If not a hundred percent, maybe about eighty percent, is the fact that I go to the gym five to seven days a week, which is not easy because I'm not a gym rat, but it's at this point, a necessary component to keep things flowing and to keep things somewhat steady and strong. But I'll have to, on my own time, reach out to my personal, my primary care and have discussions around taking testosterone shots because there's no way around it where we could bring the estrogen down to my knowledge. So we have all this at play. Right. Meeting this guy, um, realizing from our interaction that it is very well possible for me to be really, in reality, attracted to to by men. As I realized that. I'm leaning more towards being attracted to straight men, which like I said, was it, it's very interesting and probably weird to say or hear as you're listening to this podcast, but there's, 
something about a man of clarity, a man of fortitude, a man that lays it all out. There isn't any emotional or mental games, games being played. And there's something... There's something more dynamic about that aspect, you know? You know, from my experience within probably the last couple of years, having conversations with men that are married to women, identify as straight, but also having personal experiences in their past uh, being emotionally connected to men. And I was like, that's... It's very interesting. You know, it could definitely go similarly when the shoe is on the other foot, where I'm gay, leaning in and out of bisexuality, kind of starting out uh, pretty late in life on that. And here I am sitting across from a man that is married to a woman straight but having possibly been emotionally connected to other men and having had experiences with other men even if it was for cash so there's something to be said when we when the universe exposes you to Exciting people that live interesting lives and just do their own thing. There's 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 something very, very attractive to me about that. And I'll even go as far as to say that it is very it is a very um Life is more exciting when you start to see the person and not the sexuality. When you no longer limit yourself and you find yourself more curious, you you step more into your curiosity and fascination of other people. That night was very, very interesting. Um, As we were wrapping up our individual visits, I said to the couple that live in the house, you know, the three of us should have dinner sometime. At which point, this guy that I was talking about that I'm talking about in this episode said yeah and I'll come too I bet you will another one of my turn ons 
are people with moxie. Like, you just know. You already know they have it going on. But they also know that they have it going on. And they know that they have, they have something. So I would be down for that. So we continued our conversation. By the time I got out the door, he was already like, already towards the end of the block. And we just so happened to be going the same direction. And we were just chit-chatting a couple, you know, a couple times back and forth. Caught up to him. And immediately he was like, you know, I enjoy kissing. And I would like to kiss you. I was like, I enjoy kissing too. And we made out. Strong, not heavy. And pretty brief. And we went to... We went our separate ways in our own cars. And driving... Driving away... Almost the entire drive home, which was almost an hour. Eyes wide open... Mind feeling a shock from a different kind of charge. Like it's it's something to be said when you go from a life or a stage in, in your life just from being surrounded by so much negativity and so much bullshit and so much confusion and narcissism and all that to just a clear, straightforward experience with another person. I haven't experienced that in a long time and that's also could play a part in the kind of evening that came to be. So I don't know. If I'll see this guy again. But I would like to. You know the one. The mutual connection that we have. Is our 420 guy. Which. How cool is that? How cool is that? That we're both into 420. Um, we both have Baltimore experiences. We both have similar but parallel, uh, intimate and sexual experiences with people or demographics that are outside what we're normally used to. And early on in the conversation in the house. I realized this guy really naturally hits a couple of my major buttons in my the current chapter of my life where I am interested 
I find myself interested more and attracted more to straight men, like I said, but also by men who lean into having sex with women a little bit more. Even though he gives off the appearance ecstatically, like fashion sense and just the mannerisms and stuff of a person that is gay, but that's not the forefront of his expression. That's not at the forefront of his identity, which is very refreshing. You know, uh, another, I would say another, um, let's say, another thing I've noticed in this uh, climate of expression and, and being out there like that is... It's coming off more like a personality, an act, a performance, and with that it comes off a little force. So when you're exposed to that all the time, some of which are from people you just see in passing, don't really know a whole lot about and even those that you've had conversations with or seen their, their social media creativity or persona, and it's like, okay. You're kind of, it comes across like you're using your identity and your expression of it to an advantage where, while... Like the spirit and the soul and all that is just toxic as mold. So when you come across a guy like I did, or a person that is not like that, I hope not. Very good first impression. And very exciting. I'm in my car like, where did this guy come from? Because he's not at all like all these other guys. And he's just doing his thing and living his life. And what a life it sounds like. So... We'll see. We'll see. We didn't trade information. He's around somewhere. And that's where we are. So before I get out of here, just have a couple of things to get out. (laughs) And I'll be out of your hair until, you know, next month when another episode comes. 
There is, I feel like there is something very powerful and very impactful about people that are just very clear and not stuffy and are fun and free and still still grounded to some kind of um to to reality you know i now this could be from my experience uh being in 420 and all of its health benefits cuz it's got me through the suffering and the physical pain and lethargy that comes from ingesting mold for four years. Perhaps it could be the mystique of it all that also drives the excitement and the thrill of what happened that night. But I will say, I hadn't felt this uh, level of chemistry in a long time. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate when it comes to the dating pool. Like I've said on the I Refuse podcast, which is out available wherever you see this podcast. That when I tell you the dating pool must have lead or biological chemicals in it. Because what is this sitting across from the table? And this is coming from somebody that has never felt like I was above anybody. And I know what that's like because I've been on the receiving end of that. Um, but the art of conversation, the art of just having a natural, organic time without embarrassment without disrespect and being considerate of other people is a lost art like just the other day i saw on twitter it was um it was a, a meme of you know the typical back and forth on the first date person one so tell me about yourself person two what do you want to know? That kind of shit. And to somebody that is steeping more into the extrovert side of me being, you know, introvert. I mean, introvert or ex extrovert, extrovert. So people tend to like be surprised when I tell them I'm actually an introvert. It takes a certain person to pull that out. To pull that out, and you don't even know it's happening. That's how great it feels. You know, the the guy that I'm with now does that, even though he's al he's also an introvert. But there's just a gravity about somebody that just just brings it out, and then you know the f familiar energy and all that stuff is happening, right? This is like the second guy I felt that it just just flows so naturally. 
And it just, you know, we exchanged pleasantries and we just had similar uh, mindsets and similar attitudes about things, which that's where I'm like, I just met this guy. And you're probably thinking as you're listening to this, boy, if you don't get a life, (laughs) bitch, I have one, but yeah, that was, that was something pretty, pretty powerful, pretty intense. Um, wow. So maybe I'm not asexual. I know for sure I'm not a side. And this could very well be something. The beginning of the next chapter of my life where I'm more alive. I am more more assertive. And the universe starts to reciprocate what I put out as far as kind of men and women that come to me or who I come across. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like the way this feels. I like the way that this feels a lot. So those of you that have listened to the IRFUs podcast, the IRFUs podcast, After Dark, and the usual suspects, I will say that I hope that more of what I've shared in this episode as far as that particular night happens to you. It's it's definitely a jolt, and it's very, very nice, and it feels good. And it's unexpected. Like, you don't have to be the 2024 version of the Marlboro Man or the 2024 version of a pinup model. It's It's like the great thing about having a range of taste and a spectrum of expression and keeping an, you know, having an open heart and open mind, despite all the bullshit happening in the world is that the universe as time progresses starts to reward you with folks that reflect some spirit, some rhythm, and some um, some magnetic gravitas that pulls you in. So I'd say keep it positive, keep it light, and keep it open. And you too will be rewarded handsomely by like like-minded, like-moved people. 
This is the I Refuse Podcast After Dark. I'm Mr. Fox. Hopefully you got something out of this episode because I, rec- I recorded this while still in the throes of what the fuck just happened. And this literally happened not even 12 hours before I recorded this. So, still feeling it, and still, still like, hmm, I want to see what's happening here. I'm like, what do I do next? Because you don't want to be like that guy (laughs) before I leave. You don't want to be that guy or that girl that's like, hmm, don't overdo it. Don't um let let this person come to you however they do. Let them find you if they want to. Like there's always that that space afterwards where it's like, oh boy. You don't want to scare this person off. And I and I play it pretty chill and I play it pretty cool. So I'm not too worried. Um But we'll see. Totally, to some degree, totally against type. If I if I say I had one, which means it would be like a dedicated type. But the great thing about not having a one particular type, like that, all kind of goes out the window when your lips touch and you're like, "Hmm, I want more of that." I want more of this presence and company in my life. I did not have this on my 2024 bingo card. Maybe my gateway into being around this guy more is that we smoke together. Hmm. My gears are turning as to how to make this guy more present in my life. And it doesn't even have to lead to sex. That's the great thing. Huh. Stay tuned. This could very well be the center of season two of the RFU's podcast, After Dark. Till then, motherfuckers. Catch y'all later. <laughs>